Welcome to America's Heroes Group podcast with information and resources that's disseminated intentionally to empower our military population with host Vietnam veteran Cliff Kelly, co-host Iraq veteran Colonel Dr. Damon Arnold, and co-host Army National Guard veteran Sean Claiborne. And now, America's Heroes Group podcast. Hello, hello, hello. America's Heroes Group Roundtable with Secretary McDonough at the Office of the U.S. Department of Veterans Affairs. That is a great place. They are doing great work for our veterans. Uh, Today is uh, Saturday, February 11th, 2023. February is Black History and American Heart Month. Uh, Pay attention to both of those. They are both critical to us. Uh, Our host is Cliff Kelly. I am uh, the co-host, Colonel Dr. Damon Arnold. Our executive producer is Glenda Smith, and our digital media producer, uh, the iconic Ivan Ortega, Scouts Honor Productions. Uh, Today we're going to talk to a particular doctor. I am so excited about speaking to this person. I uh, did a little bit of research on her background, and it is uh, absolutely phenomenal. Uh, But Dr. Uh, May is actually, uh, she graduated cum laude from Yale University with a degree in molecular and cellular and developmental biology. After college, she attended the University of Cambridge to study epidemiology and international health, and then earning her master's degree in philosophy and epidemiology before returning to the U.S. to attend Harvard Medical School. She completed her internship and residency in internal medicine at Massachusetts General Hospital and remained at MGH for one year as a hospitalist before she went on to do another thing of getting her degree in gastroenterology at UCLA. Uh, As a fellow uh, at that group, uh, there was also a specialty training and advanced research program, STAR program, that she was a part of at UCLA. Uh, She currently is just, uh, I'm trying to figure out which job she does uh, from one day to the next, but director of the Melvin and Bren uh, Simon Gastroenterology Quality Improvements Program, associate professor of medicine at the VETCH and uh, Tamar uh, Manukian Division of uh, Digestive Diseases and Associate Director UCLA Kaiser Permanente Center for Health Equity in the UCLA uh, Johnson Comprehensive Cancer Center. So uh, without further ado, uh, you are just doing a great uh, job. Uh, What we're going to be talking about today is uh, President Biden's uh, Cancer Moonshot Program and how this fits into all the things that uh, Dr. May is actually getting involved with currently. And uh, Folosadi P. May, M.D., Ph.D., Master of Philosophy. Uh, I say Master of Philosophy. Some people say Masters, but you are Master of Philosophy because you ain't that earned that degree. It's not the degree name, but what you become. So uh, what I'm going to do is start off with some uh, questions. And, you know, what does the VA uh, mean by health equity? How does the VA define health equity? Well, first of all, I want to thank you very much for having me here today as a physician and provider in the VA. It's an honor to share uh, some of the great strides that we've had in the Veterans Affairs. Um, You asked me what what do we mean by health equity, and the concept of health equity is that every person, regardless of background, deserves the opportunity to reach their highest level of health. So in the VA, we strive for all veterans, whether black, white, living in a rural area or other, to reach their full health potential. 
we make sure that the quality of health care and that the treatments we provide to our veterans are not affected by their gender, by their race, ethnicity, by their location, or their socioeconomic status. Oh, fantastic. Um, so, so what is this thing? What is the Cancer Moonshot Program, and what role does it play in the VA's cancer care? Yeah, absolutely. And I, you know, a lot of people have heard uh, Joe Biden, President Biden, speak about the cancer moonshot, but they don't really know what it is. So I'm, I'm honored to have the opportunity to talk a little bit about that today. The cancer moonshot is an incredible initiative, and it was actually initially funded in 2016 during the Obama administration, really with the goal to accelerate progress in cancer research for everything from cancer prevention to cancer screening to cancer treatment and cancer cures. It was funded through a law that's called the 21st Century Cures Act, and this act provided $1.8 billion of government funding over a seven-year period towards cancer. And in February of 2022, so just about a year ago, President Biden announced a relaunch of the Moonshot, and he has new goals that he's defined in this relaunch, really wanting to reduce the number of deaths in the United States from cancer by at least 50% in the next 25 years, and also the goal to improve the experience of people and families who are living and surviving cancer. Oh boy, this this is really exciting. You know, I uh, the, the next question really has to do with the two definitions you just gave me. You know, the explanation of what the cancer moonshot means and what it is, and then also the equity. How do those two things intersect yeah. for veterans? Absolutely. We were so excited, uh, those of us who focus on health equity, to hear about the moonshot and particularly about the dedication within the moonshot towards making sure that everyone is getting access to these care and this research. Right now, there are over 450,000 veterans who receive cancer care every year. And they come from different racial and ethnic backgrounds. They come from different regions of the country, uh, different genders, different physical abilities. So we have this very rich diversity of patients that receive care in VA. And equity is essential to providing these veterans with health care and the support that they deserve particularly for black veterans who make up 13% of the veteran population, we really strive to ensure that patients have access to high-quality care, high-quality services, and also high-quality providers so that these black veterans can achieve the best possible health outcomes. Um, The reality is that cancer affects every race and ethnicity, but know that cancer disproportionately affects black individuals, Latino individuals. There are certain groups that, due to long-standing social and economic prejudices, unfair biases in this country, these groups have suffered disproportionately from health outcomes like cancer. We think of these things as structural inequities, or you may have heard the term social determinants of health. And equity is really about doing everything that we can to overcome these barriers and challenges. Yeah, I have to personally thank the VA for my own personal care, you know, with the VA system. And so I'm really happy to hear uh, all the exciting things you're doing. Um, you know, we sort of take the health care for granted sometimes, but uh, the things that you're doing is actually making sure that we get the best care we can uh, where we're in the system. But how, how do you compare the private sector to the VA care? Uh, what differences do you see? 
Well, first of all, I'm happy that you've had a great experience in the VA, and I'm glad that you're using the VA services because that's your right to have access to these incredible services. Um, and we have a lot of parts of the VA that are focused on black veterans and making sure that black veterans get the best possible care in the VA. So we have the Center for Minority Veterans. That works to ensure that veterans receive equal services, regardless of their race and background. There's also an Office of Health Equity in the VA, and that office is really working alongside all the programmatic efforts in the VA to provide individualized health care to each veteran in a way that's eliminating some of the disparities that we would normally see in some of these private settings. So while nationally we see a lot of differences in health care by outcome, by race and ethnicity, um, for example, black people in this country are more likely to have heart disease, diabetes, many different types of cancer compared to white individuals. In the VA, however, we've closed a lot of those gaps. A lot of the gaps that we see in private care settings and in other care settings don't exist in the VA. Uh, the example I like to use is colorectal cancer. This is a cancer that I focus a lot of my research on. And hysterical, historically, there's been a big difference in screening black individuals and white individuals for colon cancer. There's even been differences in getting surgery and clinical outcomes in white individuals and black individuals. When we look at VA data, however, we don't see the differences that we see in private practice and in non-VA studies. Another example is prostate cancer. There are studies that have shown that black, man who, black men who use the VA for prostate cancer screening and prostate cancer care have better outcomes than black patients who use private health care services for prostate cancer. Um, I can go on and on. I mean, we've seen similar advantages for patients who receive care in the VA for lung cancer, bladder cancer, other cancers. These veterans are just doing much better in the VA than veterans in private practice or veterans that use medical. Care. And I think it's because the VA is really reducing the barriers to access to prevention and treatment services that we traditionally see in non-VA settings. And it's really allowed the VA to minimize racial disparities. Oh, that's fantastic. You know, because as you were speaking, I was thinking that this is really why it's so important for that moonshot to be connected to a system that's actually, you know, delivering a better level of care, uh, a better continuity of care, and you know, eliminating all those gaps and making sure that the access is available, you know, for uh, people to be treated, uh, our veterans uh, who so deservedly uh, deserve the treatment and, uh, you know, the respect of uh, the health care system. Uh, and so what, what do you think is the difference between someone uh, going to a private sector? Is it, are people getting better care because they're better understood in the veterans uh, setting, like in the VA setting? Um, are there, you know, any kinds of uh, con connections between serving in the military and then being a patient in the VA system? Yeah, I think that providing care for veterans is a, is a very unique opportunity. Um, I've taken care of patients in VA hospitals. I've taken care of patients in academic health centers. And it's a different approach. Um, in many cases, mm -hmm. veterans have very unique physical health, mental health challenges. And the VA is designed to address these aspects of lives that veterans face, that veteran patients face. 
Many of our veterans have multiple medical problems. They've had chemical exposures in some cases, mental health challenges that we know have plagued our military. And in the VA, we have really the best knowledge, the best support for these unique circumstances. And it's an approach that's rooted in research, and it's also rooted in veteran data as opposed to more broad data that might not be specific to veterans. So I think that there's a great deal of trust and respect between veteran patients and their VA providers because of this history of care and this knowledge base. And I think it's why we see some of the differences comparing VA care to non-VA care. Yes. And, you know, I, th- I think people, veterans, sometimes confuse, you know, um, the, you know, disabilities evaluations with veteran care, that these are really two different and distinct tracks. Um, and the veteran care, there's a lot of care that goes on that's not really disability connected. Uh, it's, it's the gen- overall general care that veterans receive as well. And, the, you know, one particular thing, uh, the, the colorectal cancer affects, you know, black veterans disproportionately. And what steps is the VA doing to, uh, to reduce the risk, you know, the death of, uh, and the risk of colorectal cancer itself in uh, veterans? I'm so excited to talk about colorectal cancer. As I mentioned earlier, it's an area I, I focus on in my research. A lot of people don't realize that colorectal cancer is the number two cancer killer in the United States. And among black individuals, we are 20% more likely to get colorectal cancer. We're 40% more likely to die from colorectal cancer than white Americans. So the VA recognizes this, and they've done many things uh, to try to champion the importance of screening for colorectal cancer because we know that screening can save lives. Um, One of the more unique and exciting things that the VA is doing most recently is that we're bringing colorectal cancer screening into the homes of veterans through what we call the Mailed Fit program. Fit is a test. It's a screening test for colorectal cancer. And the beauty of this test is that it can be performed once a year in the comfort of one's home. So we send you the test um, or you can get it from a clinic and it allows you to very safely collect a small sample of stool. That sample is sent to a lab, and it actually looks for signs of colorectal cancer. And we now have a way to deliver these life-saving tests to a veteran's doorstep. The VA is at a pilot stage of this program development right now, and we're mailing out these FIT kits to veterans who are due for colorectal cancer screening at selected VA facilities all around the country. So I think programs like these are really an an extraordinary national effort in colorectal cancer screening, and they'll help veterans of color, and I think they'll help veterans even more broadly in many ways, because they'll increase access to colorectal cancer screening, which we know has been a challenge in this country for black, Latino, American Indian, and Alaska Native individuals, and it will also allow us to catch colorectal cancer at earlier stages when there's a higher likelihood of survival and cure. Yeah, you know, I'm a physician myself, and I see uh, people passing away unnecessarily from, you know, colorectal cancer, from heart disease, many things. But particularly colorectal cancer is really uh, absolutely uh, one of those things that you just have a pit in your stomach when you you hear about people passing away from something that was, you know, detectable and, and treatable in an earlier stage. So what would you say and tell a veteran who's hesitant about getting, you know, screened for cancer uh, or getting the cancer cure at the VA? Yeah. 
I, and I get this question a lot because the reality is that people can get their health care anywhere. And I, I like to remind veterans that we have so much research and data to support and show that the VA offers veterans the best-in-class care. Uh, the VA performs at a very high level, and care in the VA is a right that all veterans are entitled to and that we really hope that they use, having access to the best data, the best providers, the best treatments. The VA goes above and beyond to make sure that its patients have access to all the things. And we really lead the country in so many areas, including cancer care and cancer screening, as you mentioned. The providers in the VA are aware of the unique challenges that veterans face, and that makes it also easier for people who are hesitant about where to receive care to come home to a place where we understand those unique challenges. Yeah, you know, and I've, I've heard some things, you know, it was one of the things that I saw some stats uh, about the moonshot in the first four years, and the National Cancer Institute sort of released these. It's over 2,000 publications, 49 uh, clinical trials, over 30 patient, uh, you know, f- uh, patent filings, and also 70 uh, programs, uh, over 250 research projects. I mean, this is really uh, a, 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 a program that is Really, when we say moonshot, we always think about Kennedy, you know, and landing on the moon and that kind of thing. This is actually landing here on Earth and putting uh, the money of our taxpayers and and the people who are actually supporting uh, the VA system uh, to actual practical use. Uh, And, and, you know, one of the things, uh, as you were mentioning about why should you get screened if you're a veteran, uh, it's because you should be caring about your family, too. You, You know, you have care about your uh, spouse, your children, and you want to be around for them. You know, so getting an early diagnosis, going to an expert like Dr. May and and her colleagues in the, in the, in the profession uh, can actually stop you from prematurely dying. And you don't want to get to the point where you are uh, at that intersection where you don't have a, uh, an alternative. You can't turn around. Um, you know, so what do you see as the future of health uh, equity and cancer care at the VA? Is there something that um, you wish uh, the medical community would better understand about uh, care at the VA? And how, how does that uh, sort of shape how you're uh, sort of progressing into the future? How, how do you, what do you, where do you want to go with this, and what do you think is the, um, is the uh, best outcome? I mean, I hope that everyone knows, and especially after our conversation today, that the VA is a real leader national, nationally in health equity. And I know that the VA will remain a leader in this area. We know that, as I mentioned, that 13% of veterans are black individuals. And we know that the VA has a large proportion of Latino, Native American, Alaska Native individuals as well. We recognize that we have this rich, diverse population and that we want to provide equitable care for everyone. So I'm really excited about the future of health equity in the VA and how it will inform the rest of the nation on how to best provide equitable care. I'm excited about the work that we'll be doing through the Moonshot and through other efforts to close the remaining disparities and gaps that we see nationally, I think other health systems will learn from the VA how to close those gaps. And I really hope that as we move forward, the VA will continue to provide the best possible care for our Americans who really have dedicated their lives to our freedom and safety. Oh, that's fantastic. You know, and, you know, I was looking at some of the different sort of facets or projects or programs within the Moonshot, and there was one accelerating colorectal cancer screening and follow-up 
through implementation science. <laughs> uh, you know, the, the, the more acronyms than I can put shake a stick at. <laughs> but you have immuno-oncology transitional network. Uh, there's so many things that, that are exciting, uh, you know, mapping tumors and gene mapping and, and finding out more about what this means for the individual. You know, I was speaking to uh, Ivan Ortega, you know, who is uh, one of our great <laughs> uh, comrades here who's uh, actually helping with the, the structure of the show. But he, um, he said he had goosebumps when he started thinking about some of the things that you've done so far with the moonshot <laughs> and how you've uh, actually changed the lives of people. Um, and you're creating miracles, basically, in people's lives. Um, and then, you know, things like addressing drug resistance and collecting and sharing cancer data and monographs of cellular cancer structures and histology, which I know you really love because of your background. <laughs> <with Absolutely>. it. <laughs> it's so exciting, and there's never been anything like this in the world of supporting cancer research. It's a wonderful time uh, to be in this area of science. Yes, yes. So what, what kind of parting messages would you have? We have about um, a minute to go. But I want you to just give, you know, what's your final um, message to our veterans who are out there and their families? Because this is families, too. You know, we're under TRICARE, so we do have um, members of the family that will fall under that umbrella of getting care. So what's your message to them? Yeah, I think my, and thank you for that. I think my main message is that people should feel empowered about taking control of their own health. I think we've lived far too long in this country of being very casual about our health and about cancer prevention and prevention for other chronic diseases. And I think now is the time to realize that we have the technology, we have the tools, we have the cures, the research. In, ca in situations like cancer, we have the screening test that can prevent you from getting cancer, prevent you from dying from cancer. So we really need to empower ourselves, empower our loved ones to take those steps that, as you mentioned, will not only impact our lives, but impact the lives of our family, our friends, keep us here living longer, and allow us to contribute even more to the U.S. society. Okay. So I challenge everyone in the month of February, which is Black History Month, and in the month of March, which is Colorectal Cancer Awareness Month, to do those things. Oh, great, great. Thank you so much, Dr. May. I could keep you here for 24 hours, but we have to move on to a commercial break. Uh, but I want everyone to stay with us, stay with us. We have another program. We're going to have you back on. And we're going to have to give you more time. <laughs> but thank you so much, Dr. May. Thank you very much. Thank you for listening to America's Heroes Group podcast. Don't forget to subscribe so you won't miss an episode. And for more details, visit americashg.org.